check, check, white check. Show presented by Empire on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, July 3rd. Happy Post Canada Day, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Thanks, everybody. Good to have you here. Nice transition, tits. What'd you do there? Uh, I pressed pause. Yeah, you did. Fly Racing designs this race sort of complements the riders' natural movements on the motorcycle. No unnecessary distractions. Straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. Fly Racing products are distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. And, guys, big news. Tomorrow on flyracing.com, the website will have the 2015 gear. You will see the fly racing athletes such as Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, Jimmy Albertson, and Trey Kennard in the 2015 fly racing gear this weekend at Redbud. So big news for the folks at Fly Racing. Keep checking that website tomorrow and see some of the greatest and latest styles from those guys. And, of course, the JGR, Toyota, NFAB, Yamaha team. NFAB's a big part of this sport. The guys down there are enthusiasts. And also they make the best, bitchinest, coolest-looking stuff out there for your truck, Jeep, or SUV from step systems to light mounting solutions to bumpers and to Jeep gear itself. You can dress up your rig with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories available. NFAB products built in Houston, Texas, USA. To visit, learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. You need some from NFAB, send us an email on uh, contact form on pulpamex.com and we can try to get you a discount. And uh, yeah, looking forward to Red Bud this weekend. Five rounds down already. We're halfway, tits. Yeah, we are. Well, by the way, that's this legendary. Yeah, I'm, I'm Steve Harris. Uh, f- I can't believe it. I can't believe we're that we're that uh, we're halfway. Where did this mm-hmm. season go? Time is flying, and so is uh, Ken Roxon. I thought your guy, your guy Ryan Dungey, mm-hmm. he wrote a terrific first moto. He did. Mm-hmm. I was very happy. I, at the beginning of the moto, I thought perhaps his best moto since Glenn Helen. I would agree with that. Yep. I thought for sure Roxon was going to do his typical deal where Dungey was just struggling to get past. Uh, Whoever was up front, I don't remember. Tomac. Tomac. And I thought, this is going to happen like 80 times before, but he pulled it through. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, second moto, though, just was right there. But Kenny just was a tad better. Same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. This mm-hmm. week in Redbud, though, great track, uh, terrific fans, and uh, a real nice facility to mark the halfway point at Lucas Oil AMA Pro National Motocross Championships. And, hey, by the way, we're going to give away a Fly Racing Factory Spectator Kit today. A backpack with a hydration system, a podium hat, stoked tank top, an umbrella, and a wallet. Did we always give away the umbrella and wallet before? The umbrella, yes. I the wallet the might wallet, be a new though. addition. I think the wallet's new. Yep. Yeah, fantastic, folks. If you want to uh, 
win this stuff, you simply got to call. 702-586-7857. Give us a call here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Let's talk Moto. Let's talk halfway. Let's talk Redbud. Tell me what you think. We could talk some Stewart, but we don't really know anything new. So, raining yellow. What's going on? Hey, was that seven gear cool as crap or what? Uh, fly racing gear? Yes, it's going to look great this weekend, 2015 stuff. No, hey, hey. I like the, I, I like uh, I like the new shift stuff too. I'm a big fan of shift gear. Looks good too. Yeah, no, I'm I'm playing around with you. The stuff looked good for sure, and uh, yeah, shift's always killing it. And uh, of course, this weekend, flyracing.com they will debut the new 2015 fly stuff, which I saw last week or two weeks ago. So uh, up in Boise, looking. it's looking good, bro. I like some of the stuff. Yeah, it looks looks sweet. So good, good. Uh, um, what's up? I, don't I was want to... wondering, have you heard, is he, because he mentioned uh, that he hoped to see everyone at Red Bud. Is, is he, is he going to be on the line? Yes. Yes, I believe Beautiful. so. Um, I, I've been told the Lakewood results are coming any day now. And I've been told mm-hmm. also that it will probably come back positive for an amphetamine. And I've been told that some people think that the TUE, the therapeutic, Therapeutic use exemption was filed for outdoors. So good. So that, that, that works that's, to his favor then if he does test positive. Yes, yes. And, and if he has an exemption, he's all good to go and no problems. And we're and James Stewart will be continued to race the motocross season. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And then, uh, oh, I guess that kind of explains my other question. I was going to say worst case scenario if he was to be uh, sat out, who would fill in or would they have a fill in rider? But yeah. yeah. Uh, he's gonna. Let's I mean, not even go down that road. No, exactly, exactly. So, all right, buddy. Thanks. Right. For, thanks for calling. Hey, one last question, real quick. Yes. What um, what is it? I'm starting to come around a lot on uh, the Pulpamex uh, theme song where he says it's time to fuck or leave. Mm-hmm. What What does he say, real quick? Take me out, beat me down. You have to Google it, bro. Google the lyrics. All right, I'll do it. Who is it, though? That's Halen? No, it's Matt Good, it's called. And the song is from, uh, it's called Last Parade. Matt Good, Last Parade. And, uh, All right, I'm from, on the Google. Yeah, check it out, bro. It's a good song. It's a great song. So, right on. Thank Have you. a good show. All right, thank you. Coming up on the show, on the Fly Race and Motor 60 show, Chase Stallo from RaceRex Online and Jason Thomas. Perhaps you've heard of him. Follow-up question for you. Yes. You said that the, you think that they got a TUE for the outdoors? That's what I've been told from some people. Okay. That would know. Interesting. Why? Well, if if obviously he's been taking it this whole time, mm-hmm. he didn't get one most likely. You think that if he got one for the Supercross series that we would have heard about it by now? Um Yeah. J- j- yeah, j- just yeah, just yeah, assuming no. that's the case. No, it seems like uh it seems like he does not have one for Supercross. Otherwise, the whole thing right. would have been just, right. it okay, we're, yeah, we're good. It we'll see you later. It probably would never even, it would got, never even got, got out. Right. He didn't file one. So so he fil- they file one for the outdoors. So kind of, did someone just drop the ball on Supercross, and by the time they I, realized it, it was too late, like, hey, uh, I better don't know. get on it on the outdoors? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. You would think that the, the T's would be, Cross and the I's would be dotted very much so, but this is professional motocross and supercross. Well, you'd think that the status quo would be kept one way or the other. They wouldn't really, especially because we started the outdoors before they realized that he had failed on the drug test. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they said, hey, you failed already. You need to get the ball in gear. So yeah. kind of what, what was the 
you know, what happened, where did the ball get dropped or why or anyway. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. Lots of unanswered questions. 702-586-7857. Coming up with Chase Stallo here right away on RaceRex Online to get his take uh, on the Nationals five rounds in. So looking at the results from last year, uh, Rox and Tomac split the motos this race. Um, so that was pretty good. And so you know Rox is going to be on his point and, and, and riding, riding well. And then you know Tomac last week, 3-3 in his return. So you figure Red Bud's a good track for him, and he should be right up there. And, uh, of course, Josh Grant, 3-5 last year. So we know Josh Grant has won a moto at Red Bud before. He's pretty good. So we assume Josh Grant will be pretty good this weekend. Nick Way is coming back. Uh, so that's good to see. Kyle Chisholm's making the drive up from Florida. He'll be racing once again this weekend. And uh, so there's a couple of guys to throw into the mix. And, of course, in the uh, in the 250 class, it's uh, Cooper Webb coming off his first uh, – his first um, win and uh, a great ride at that. Although Blake Baggett rode pretty, pretty good too. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call. Talk, talk some moto. Talk some uh, Red Bud. Talk, uh, I don't want to talk, Stuart, though. I really don't. Please, everybody. All right, let's welcome our first guest. He is the online uh, content editor or something at RacerX Online, the Chase Stallo. Chase, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Steve? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Um, are you like me? Are you tired of the Stewart stuff a little bit? Let's just get to a resolution and move on. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a big story. I don't. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be a big story. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm over it. Yeah. I, mean, I think we had a uh, couple just, weeks coverage of it. Right. I'm ready to move on. And let's just see what happens. Talk. Let's get back at it when something happens. When something drops, either. Uh, an appeal, or a TUE is found, or the motocross results come back, or whatever. Let's just get to something new, and then we'll talk about it some more. So, exactly. I don't think there's anything else we can really say right now. So, all right. Hey, so big news this week. I would say the biggest news this week: Honda Muscle Milk fills Justin Barsha's spot uh, with a privateer, Freddie Norn, fast Freddie Norn from Sweden. And you know, I got a few. Uh, texts or, or, or not so much texts, but emails and tweets like, why Fred Norn and, and this and that, but really, Chase, when you, and you talked to Fred this week, when you go down the list of guys, 450 guys, who have no affiliation with teams, you know, can just step right in, Freddie's a good choice. Freddie was the natural choice. Yeah, I think you can look at this from a, a couple of different angles. One, I think it's a great PR move by Honda. I mean, I don't know if that was probably their intent or not, but, hey, it works out. Um, like you said, he has zero sponsors, um, so it can probably happen to happen pretty quickly. I think they talked at High Point. He went out there, rode, and then was signed. Um, and then you're right. I mean, other than Nick Smith, who, you know, was off the bike for a couple weeks, as well as uh, Tommy Week, who was yeah. off the bike, um, there's really not anybody else out there that that you would look at. I mean, he's 13 in points, yeah, and everybody in front of him is a factory guy, right? Um, and I think if you're Honda, I know Schmidt rode the bike. I know there were guys at Honda that wanted Nick to get the ride. They're they're buddies with him. But if you're Honda, and Tommy Week certainly put in some good rides. But if you're Honda, you're like, I'm going to take the guy that's doing the series. You know what I mean? Like this guy's traveling around. He's putting good results. He's doing the series. It's less of a it's it's less of an unknown than some of those other guys. 
Yeah, I think so. I I think Nick would. I think any of those guys would have been a good fit, um, especially with. And I thought if they were going to go privateer, it would be Smith or Week um, because they have been Honda riders all year. Oh, you did really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought they might go Smith. Um, obviously, they liked something they saw with Freddie, and you know, you know Freddie as well as I do. Uh, he's not going to ruffle any feathers. He's going to be you know genuine. He's going to work hard, mm-hmm. and he's going to you know he's going to fit right in. He's not you know he's not a he's not a problem maker. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm saying Smith or or weak are, but yeah, you know it's just it's an easy transition for those guys to just yeah. kind of pick him up in the middle of the series and. And go forward. Yeah, it should be good. Look, he uh, averaged 14th in nine motos that he scored points in. Okay, so where does this factory Honda ride put him at? Where do you think he? Where, where does he finish? How much better is this jump in your eyes? Uh, I still think he's around nine to twelve. I, I don't think he's going to go fourteen to seven uh, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Um, but I think the thing I think it'll help him most with is just consistency. Um, it's something that until this year he's kind of really struggled with, whether it's, you know, bike problems or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this year he's kind of brought it all together and, and really scored a lot. Of, I think he's doubled his points through five rounds from mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his wrist but, last yeah, year. Yeah, I just lot, think it's, yeah. you know, it'll help him be able to train and, you know, and actually concentrate on training and riding. I don't know if we've ever seen him be able to do that. So. Yep. Yeah, it, it it should be good. It's it's a real cool story, and it's it's great to see a, a just literally a guy out of a van get this shot. And uh, and yeah, I'm with you. I think I got him. You know, ten to twelve. You know, I think he jumps up a couple of spots, but that top ten is deep. So one thing I'm worried about Chase for this weekend, if some of you fantasy moto dorks are out there, uh, one thing I'm worried about is he said he rode the bike in California, and then he's not gonna get to ride it again to Redbud till Saturday morning. That's a little sketchy. Yeah, he's heard it once. Right. Um, so I don't think he's going to come in and blow the doors off this weekend. So yeah. everybody yeah. probably needs to practice a little patience, um, which I know is tough sometimes. How but, do you say patience you in know, Swedish? How do you say Sweden Swedish for patience? Oh, good God. I don't even know how to talk any Swedish stuff. Tits, Google, tits, Google it. <laughs> Google yeah. it, tits. Um, uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I don't think – I'm not really expecting much this weekend. Yeah. I think if he's, you know, 12 to 15, they'll probably be happy. Mm-hmm. Um and then, really, he's moving out to California. So, you know, I think in the next couple rounds, it will really start to see that that improvement where probably everybody's expecting. We're still looking to give away a Fly Racing Factory Spectator Kit, a backpack, a podium hat, a stoked tank top, an umbrella, and a wallet. So we're just going to take a random caller, um, 702-586-7857. Got a question for Chase Dalla or myself on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Chase, uh, through... Five rounds, and can you believe it's halfway already? It's crazy, man. Five. Right. Uh, through five rounds, who's your surprises in uh, in the two fifties and four fifty points? What do you what? Give me give me a couple um, of guys or, or one or two guys in each class that you that really stands out for you. Yeah, there I have. Uh, I think Cooper Webb's a surprise, and not that I don't think every I think everybody expected him to be good, um, but he's second in points. Uh, I thought guys like Baggett, Muskin would probably be ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And man, he has just been consistent. I think last weekend was far and away his best ever ride. Um, I, you know, he's grown up at that track, ridden there a lot. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, holding Baggett off for you know 
all but two motos, you know, that's that's not an easy feat, and uh, I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, I think Nelson, Jesse Nelson's been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been out, you know, in and out a couple years, and ever since, you know, he won uh, Rookie of the Year when he came in, but he just hadn't really done too much since. So uh, I think he's had a good year. Um, and I think Zach Bell's had a good year. I think. Yeah, Bell's been, Bell's been good. Yeah. He's been really consistent, and he's also, you know, I think everybody was worried if, you know, you kind of tell him to pump the brakes a little bit, that mm-hmm. he would lose all that speed. Well, you know, he, he's shown he can still still run up there and, and somewhat keep off the ground. I know he wrecked mm-hmm. last weekend, so that kind of throws yeah. it all away. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, you can tell he's starting to kind of, it's starting to click for him. You know what's amazing? Webb Web is only eight points back after that win at Muddy Creek. Eight points. Yeah, I think most people are kind of looking at Baggett to go, oh, well, here comes Blake Baggett. Mm-hmm. Might want to look out for Cooper Webb sneaking in there. Um, you know, the bikes have obviously been good this year, so you know, I, th- I think it's going to come down to the end with those three. But, yep, yep. but let's not rule Webb out too quickly. No, no. Well, J-Mart, I think J-Mart rebounds this weekend. I think Jeremy Martin has a good weekend. I think if there's a track like Red Bud, a little bit of or Millville. It's a little bit red bud uh, on the circuit, and uh, I, I think Jeremy puts a statement back this week. And I don't know. I just have a feeling like he's like, okay, bitches, I'm still the points leader. I feel it. And last year, Baggett did not have a good red bud. And I don't know. Obviously, we didn't see Blake Baggett last year at his full powers, but he didn't have a good red bud last year. And Martin did. Martin went four uh, three. Baggett went eight ten. Webb went six nine last year at red bud. So. I think that uh, that uh, uh, Mar- Martin will do something this week, and I do think he'll make a statement. Um, here's here's uh, so you told us a little bit about in the 250 class. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about privateers in the 250 class. Now you're the guy on this stuff. What who's stuck out for you? Who's who stood out? Uh, there isn't that many, to be honest. But is there a guy that catches your eye? Is there a Freddie Norn in the uh, 250s? I, you know. He, I do have one, but he's already gone. So <laughs> it's tough. I think uh, Jackson Richardson, yeah. uh, before he left, he's back in Australia now, um, getting his visa together. But in his second year, he's uh, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of the Freddie. He, him and his dad, and you know, sometimes his mom travel around in the van, and you know, got the one mechanic. Um, and he's a younger guy too. So you know, if he can get a couple more years in there and, and really start to. Uh, to you know, get it together and you know stay over here a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could maybe see him kind of sneaking into that, you know, the lovable privateer guy, the Noreen or the Pike that everybody's kind of like, oh, he needs is, a rod. Is he coming back this summer? Yes, he he's coming back. Uh, he said he might try to get back for the last two. Okay, uh, he wasn't sure, um, but he will. He'll be back for Supercross for sure. So, all right. Um, four fifty, uh, four fifty surprises and disappointments. Um, I have Grant as a surprise. Um, he's been really good and really consistent as well. Um, which not necessarily his uh, calling card all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's. It. I mean, you know, I think after that first Glen Helen win, everybody's like, "Well, it was Glen Helen." Well, we've come east, and Josh Grant is still in the top five um, consistently. So, you know, I think that's a good year for him. And you know Um, he's going to do good this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be good. 
Um, and, you know, is Reed a surprise that he's not doing a little little better? Um, I know he's well, had the injuries and it's, it's outdoors and it's, it's tough to come back from, but Jason, I mean, it's still J- Chad Reed, right? I Jason mean, Thomas says not to panic. Do not panic right okay. now. So, then again, that, uh, is okay. a, it is, that is his number one fan. <laughs> but he also has probably more inside knowledge about Chad than I do. So right, I'll right. Uh, I'll refer to him. But I, I thought he'd be better, and uh, I thought Tedesco would be better as well. I don't. Yeah, Tedesco's, uh, and even when he was there, I know he's out right now. But it just it just wasn't really going that well. Look, there's no way that these RCH guys can play it however they want. But right after High Point, when Ivan crashed out and didn't ride both motos, they said, "Oh, he's staying back for testing." That that's his job to test. You know they got Kenny Roxon going over, and, and he's he's a test rider. You're telling me that if Ivan Tedesco was putting in the top ten every week, that he would be sitting at home testing? No, it's not working out, and that's why they're not taking him to the races. So they can they can frame it however they want, but yeah. But if he was putting in results, they would keep going racing with Ivan Tedesco. So sure, and uh, it's their their job to frame it that way, and of course our job yeah. to speculate about it. So right. <laughs> Um, um, let's take. Yeah, some, it just, just didn't work out yet. Let's take some calls. Uh, Nate, Nate, what's going on? What's up, man? Not too much. Uh, I was just calling to see. So we're getting about, well, obviously, the midpoint of the season now that it's Redbud. Yes. Uh, I was just calling to see since Kenny is with Alden this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's still able to? I don't know. Not a not get into a slump, like a mid-season slump or something like that towards the end of the season? Do we think he's going to be able to be as consistent as he's been through the remainder of the season? I think so. What do you think, Chase? Uh, yeah, if you go on uh, Racer X Online today, uh, my Dan actually had a, a really good piece on that. Um, I think one thing that's helping Kenny right now is it hasn't been hot. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, high Point was mild. Red Buzz is going to be mild this weekend. Uh, Muddy Creek wasn't as hot as it was last year. So right now, I think, yeah, he's going to be fine. Um, you know, if it starts getting hot at Millville and Buzz Creek and all this stuff, I mean, he might get worn down a little bit. But I, mean, I think he's he's gotten used to the heat by now. I don't think that's an issue like it was a couple of years ago. Oh, he's in Florida, so there's some, somebody <laughs> yeah, knows heat. It's it's getting degrees down there. Right, right. It's hotter than the surface of the sun. Um, thanks, Nate. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Next thanks. call, Sean. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? What are you doing? How's it going? Good. Yeah. Uh, I just got two questions for you guys, okay. and you already talk, talked about the first one, but basically, I was just going to ask, what do you think that Tomac and Weber are going to do in the next couple of weeks with their their recent performances and Tomac coming back? Do you think they're going to hold up, or do you think they're going to? find some struggles along the way. Um, that was the first question I had. I'm, uh, I think, and I wrote about this in my column, Webb's had two podiums last year. One at Muddy Creek, one in the very last moto of the year when half the field was probably thinking about driving home. So it's clear to me that he shines at Muddy Creek, and he rode well there last year. And yep. he rode well this year. Now, he's been good. Don't get me wrong. He had four second-place finishes to start the year. I do not see Cooper Webb winning again this weekend, uh, riding anywhere near the le- not near uh, riding at the same level as he did at Muddy Creek. I just don't see it. I think he was helped by that home track and the crowd and 
having so many laps there. It wasn't helped a ton, but he was helped a lot or a little bit. And I see him assuming his, you know, top five role this weekend um, at, at Redbud, which is nothing to be ashamed about. That's a, that's a great ride to be top five. But I'm just saying I don't think he's on the same level. Yeah. And Tomac, what do you think, Chase? Uh, Tomac shocked me last week. I didn't see him being that good. I thought he would be, you know, five to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can come out and get a podium his first race, um, I think quickly we'll see him uh, be up near Dungy, Roxon, Kennard, uh, Stewart. I think he'll be in that mix. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Can I ask you guys one more quick? Sure, go ahead. Um, it's basically, I was just wondering what you guys think. If there's going to be one 250 rider to catch up to Martin in points, who do you think it's going to be for to surpass him? Baggett. First I, think, I think it's Baggett, Chase. I mean, do you have... Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the easy pick is Baggett. Yeah. All right. All right yeah, that's all I was wondering. Thank you, man. Uh, good all show right. today. Thank you. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Thanks. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Don, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? What up? What's your question? Well, I got a question about this whole Red Bull thing with uh, the straight rhythm section. Yeah. Like, it's really interesting. Like, I, what, is it going to be just like one event that Red Bull puts on a year, or is it going to be in the X Games, or is it going to evolve and be like, Motocross, Supercross, and then straight rhythm season. You know, like uh, I, I don't know too much about it. What do you think, Chase? Do you know anything? Um, I don't know too much about it other than just what Red Bulls kind of released. Um, I know right now it's just going to be a one one off event like Monster Energy Cup. Um, yeah, it will be part of the NBC Sports package, so it will be shown on NBC. Um, now, okay. as far as coming becoming Supercross, Motocross. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it right now, but I think it's something cool to add to the off season. Um, that guys really don't have to train for. They just come and you know, you, race a couple couple you, laps. Rip it up. You know that Red Bull will, will be cool. You know it'll be cool. It's Red Bull. You know. Yeah, they yeah. do a good job. It, so it's good. I mean, they're great promoters. I mean, it's going to be big when it you know yeah. when it hits. They're going to do everything they can to make it. Yep. You know. Yeah. No, I think it was cool. I, I watched. I don't watch very many videos on the web. Just kind of you know whatever like they're they're all the same. A lot of them are the same, um, but I watched that Red Bull one a few times. I think a couple times. I'm like, this is cool. This has potential. So yeah, it, it's kind of like um, like that Mad Skills game. It's yeah, uh, all the Mad Skills um, everyone's playing. Hey, by the way, I hit you up on Twitter yesterday, and you you tweeted back and you said, "Welcome to the fam." First day listening to the podcast, called in. Uh, think the show's great oh fantastic yeah man you got a lot of catching up to do but thank you uh yeah down you know download the mathis podcast and the racer x podcast uh, pulp show uh this fly race and moto 60 show you got a lot of listening to do I, but thank you man i got all this great awesome thank you all right you guys have a great day all right thanks you too man all right, too. All right let's uh let's go to dustin hey what's going on what's up dustin what's your question I had a question about with Jesse Hurlings coming over to the U.S. Um, say, uh, JT saying you know he's picked him you know easily not easily win but a good chance for him to win over here. Say if he does that, is that just a reason for him to stay over in Europe? For saying, yeah, I beat the best guys over there. Uh, why even go over? I th- he he's staying in Europe because he can't ride Supercross. He came over to race some Supercross uh, a couple years ago and it was not pretty. 
So his supercross skills aren't on point. So he's not going to come to America, I don't think, anytime soon. He'll be over there uh, no matter what. But, um, I mean, I, I think it's hard to make a judge from a one-off race. I mean, JT thinks he's going to win, Chase. He's got him winning, Unadilla. I don't think JT's the only one. I think a, a lot of people think he could come over and win. Um, yeah. It's tough, though. It, it, and if the GPs had the same schedule, um, I would maybe think it is too. But as we saw with Roxon, he struggled a little bit first coming outdoors. Um, you know, just over here, it's way more compressed. Uh, over mm-hmm. there, they have, you know, Saturday qualifying. Um, you know, it's, yeah. just a, it's a different schedule, and I think it, it is going to be tough to adjust to for just one race. Yeah, when you when you talk to Rattray, Roxon, uh, any of these guys that have come over, Townley talked about it a little bit, you have uh, five minutes in the first practice that is not timed, and then it is balls out. For the, for the rest of that practice and balls out for the entire 15-minute second session, and you're just kind of learning the track. You're just you're, – you're, you're a little, uh, you know – GPs, like, like Chase said, you get – I think you can get an hour and a half on the track before the GP even starts. So, <laughs> yeah. So it should be interesting, Dustin, though. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going yeah, to make it exciting. Too. I was thinking of skipping Unadilla because the flight sucks and it's expensive and it's a long way and I've been jacked. Uh, year after year, but then I remember Hurling's going to be there, and I made my flight. So, I'm going. So. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you, Dustin. Appreciate it. Uh, still looking to give away a Fly Racing Factory Spectator kit. A backpack, a podium hat, a stoked tank top, umbrella, and wallet. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show 2015 gear drops tomorrow on flyracing.com, people. Come I'm on. excited. You're excited? I am. You don't get excited for anything. So, Very few things get me excited, yes, and this is sleeping one of in your truck. Mm-hmm. Apple and Dave, and Dave the new, Castillo, Dave and Castillo, the 2015 and the new, fly gear. Wow! Yeah, congratulations, Fly, for making the list of things that Tits is excited about. Uh, JGR and Fab Team, of course, uh, coming up this weekend with uh, Jess Brayton and Grant Nicoletti is staying home, but Nicoletti will be at Bud's Creek and uh, get visit n-fab.com. I know probably ninety five percent of you listen to this have a truck or a Jeep or an SUV. So get on it, folks. Check out n-fab.com. All right, Chase, uh, before we let you go, I've got to ask the hard questions on here, too. You didn't, right. you didn't give me your disappointments in the 250s or 450s. Um, okay. Go ahead. No problems with that. Stamp it. Um, Do it. Kyle Cunningham in the 250s. Uh, thought he'd be a little better. Yep. Um, and I know it's tough for the privateers and, uh, Lemoyne is the top privateer right now, but I thought he'd be a little better, you know, sneaking in. I think he had one top 10, but, mm-hmm. or close to the top 10. I just, you know, I thought he'd kind of be hanging around that area and he, yeah. uh, just hey, really hadn't been. Yeah. Hey bro. Uh, Cunningham made the top 10 at Muddy Creek. Got an eighth. Yeah. Cunningham did. Yeah. Um, but before that, I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going on overall. Um, right, right. But yeah, so those, and then, uh, I think 450 was, was a little read in uh, Tedesco. Um, oh, yeah, you did say Tedesco. I thought would be better. You did so. say that. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Although, you know, like JT said, don't panic. So you, uh, you're you going to Redbud this weekend? I will be. What's your, fa- what's your thoughts on Redbud as a track and a facility? Are you excited as everyone else when they get there? Uh, I am. Uh, especially, like, the first couple of years, I think it's really – I, th- I think it's on the bucket list. It, you know, if you are in the motocross, you have to go to one red bus. Um, 
it's just it's an amazing facility. The crowd is is absolutely bananas. Uh, you you don't see another crowd like it. Um, you know, you have people stumbling around and falling in front of you. You know, it's just it's something everybody needs to see. It's the the Yankee Stadium or the the Fenway Park of uh, motocross. One thing as a mechanic, Redbud was tough as a mechanic. First of all, it's hot as balls. Second of all, the leap can break a wheel very easy. Um, the track is dissed up, and it's 30 long lap times. Sometimes it's 36, 37-minute uh, motos. So your fuel and you're just pushing your machine to the limit um, with the heat and the length of lap times and the, the, the dirt. And then, of course, you have, like I said, you have the, the leap that could break a wheel. It's a tough race as a mechanic. Very stressful. So, yeah, it's probably a tough race, especially now with the the quick turnarounds due to lot of CV. I mean, yeah. those guys have what ten, fifteen minutes as a mechanic to to get everything dialed in. Uh, um, longer than that, but but I did that story in Racer X, and Honda had eight minutes to spare before the horn went, uh, with two guys working on the bike, and. Um, uh, two guys working on the bike, and then uh, it was a pretty easy day as far as what was needed to do, you know. And eight mm-hmm. minutes—it was only eight minutes to spare. So, just don't. Yeah, I mean, do, yeah. do we think? Do we ever see, uh, you know, a big top name, Canard, somebody like that, not make it to a moto because of a problem? Well, we had that. Uh, remember, Freestone Andrew Short couldn't start; his bike uh, wouldn't start uh, after yeah. watching. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised we don't see more. But we've yet to have a real mutter. You know, and that is going to be a real test for these guys. So, uh, yeah. Chase Stallo, thank you for coming on, man. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB, always dropping some knowledge on us. Uh, I will see you next weekend at, uh, at or see you this weekend at Redbud. Thanks again, bro. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, see ya. All right, see ya. Uh, Randy, what's going on? Randy? Yeah. Oh, hey. What's up, Randy? So I'm a first. I'm a first time caller, and I live in California. And oh, uh, thanks, man. You know, there's all this. I've been riding Blue Groove my whole life, and and I and I see back east. Everybody talks about this dirt, and and you talk about the difference in dirt, and and I just wanted to know what makes Red Bud so special because it's Fourth of July weekend. I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But tell me about. I mean, why is it so special? What's different well, about it? Well, it's got good dirt. It didn't used to, but they've done a lot of work to it. Um. You got a big triple, you know, Morocco's Leap. You got both sides of the track. It's easy to see. You can't see both sides of the track in one spot, but you can see a lot of the track on, on either side of the hill that you're on. And it's 4th of July. The crowd is into it. Um, great track. Riders are pumped to be there. Yeah, it's just kind of everything, you know. Um, kind of everything put together. It's 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 uh, it's quite a, quite a scene to be there. And I, I really think the, the the holiday and the crowd makes it, a little more special than the track itself. Although, the, like I said, the track has Larocco's Leap, and it is pretty good a facility all about all around. So, put it this way, Randy, you go to Lake Elsinore, don't you? No, I to Glen, I went to Glen Helen. Okay, all right. This year, I was going to say, uh, we'd go to if you went to Lake Elsinore, it's the exact opposite of that. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever Lake Elsinore is as a national, Red Bud is the exact opposite. You should go out there, man. Book a ticket, go out there. And check it out, because an East Coast National is a special thing, for sure. Well, if you were to uh, recommend an East Coast National, which would you recommend, if I was to go anywhere on the East Coast? Yeah, Red Bud. Red Bud. Really? Uh, yeah, I think Red Bud, or Bud's Creek. Bud's Creek uh, has a good viewing area. You can see the whole track, basically, from uh, the side of the hill. 
And uh, it's also a, a, a good national. I, I really think I would recommend uh, Bud's Creek or Red Bud. So, okay, thanks. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate appreciate you listening. Okay. Take care. All right, see ya. Uh, all right, let's welcome in our, our next guest. He is uh, getting ready for the uh, Fly 2015 gear launch this weekend. He is Western Power Sports slash Fly Racing. Man of mystery. Jason Thomas. What's up? Gear drops tomorrow, bro. Yeah, flyracing.com. It's crazy how far out, you know, we've been, yeah, I've been messing around with this stuff and you're already planning the, and all that kind of stuff. You're already on a 2016. You're like, ah, 2015's yeah, old actually, news. Yeah, right. actually, I had a meeting on 2016 yesterday. Right, so it's, yeah, right, yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, we'll see Canard uh, uh, and Albertson and Gerke and Short all running, Bobby LeMay all running the, the 2015 stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, we're, we kind of got it spread out. Um, you know, some guys are running some stuff in practice, and then we have some other stuff uh, for the motos because it's obviously going to be really hot. So I uh, try to give a, you know, as much of a look as we can at the different styles, but, you know, it's only one day, so it's it kind of tough. 702-586-7857, still looking to give away the Fly Racing Factory Spectator Kit. Should have probably gave it to that last guy. He was first-time caller. Tits, why didn't we do that? I don't know. Okay, hey, JT, Tits is going to list the four things that he's excited about in this world. Are you ready? Apple. Okay, hold on. Go ahead, Tits. Apple, mm-hmm. Dave Castillo, mm-hmm. sleeping in my truck, and the 2015 line of fly racing gear. How about that? What if, what if you went to sleep in some 2015 gear and you slept with Dave Castillo in the back of your truck while, while watching a movie on your, your iPad? I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> it's not possible. I, I would literally die. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could not handle it. spontaneously combust. <laughs> yeah. My head would right. explode. I'm just saying, JT, you've, you've made a guy whose heartbeat never really raises above being dead. You've made him excited. <laughs> you've made him excited at 2015 Fly stuff. So, um, And uh, call in 702-586-7857. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. All right, JT. Uh, Nick Way is back this weekend. Chisholm is, is coming back up. Chisholm's driving up from Florida. Christian nice. Craig is also uh, racing this weekend. Thanks to Swisscore for that reminder. Who does the best? Who's the best out of those three guys this weekend? I'm going to say Chiz. Chisholm? Yeah, he's strong. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see the other two beating, you know. Chiz yeah. was, what, 11th overall? Uh, yeah, 12-12, I think, yeah. But, yeah, 12-12 for 11th. I, I don't see either of those two beating that. You know, okay. as much as I love Nick and, yeah. you know, Christian Craig's super talented – Chiz has been preparing all along and riding and racing, and he was really strong last weekend. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Christian Craig, though? On the, on the guy yeah, no, he's there. super yep. talented, but, I mean, you, there's just no way he yeah. – I don't think, you know, he hasn't raced in a year or yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. Just going to jump in there and be in the top ten yeah. overall. I, I just don't see that. Right, right. Okay. Hey, did, I don't know if you heard that caller, but he asked me which East Coast National I would recommend he go to. He's a SoCal guy. Yeah, and, and I don't know that Red Bud even counts as East Coast, but it's oh. got to be, I mean, you got to think it's right there on the list. Or Bud's Creek, right? Yeah, I think Bud's Creek is good. It, it really depends on what you want. You know, Red Bud is, I think, the ultimate weekend destination if you're going to stay at the track and all that kind of stuff, just because mm-hmm. of the Fourth of July and the epic party they have and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I know for my myself or for you, it's it's really not that big of a deal because we kind of go there, do our business, and and leave, you know, so... Uh, then you just get into the track and viewing and, and those type issues. So it really depends on what you're going for, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting to see. Uh, it's 4th of July, too. I mean, Canada Day is come and gone, but 4th of July for you guys. 
Uh, yeah, huge holiday, obviously, for yeah. us. Bigger than Canada Day. It's America's birthday. It is. Yeah, it is. I wonder if Canada put their birthday uh, right around your guys just to be cool. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, f- we can't take the fourth, but let's take the first. Let's beat them by three days. I wonder if Canada. <laughs> I wonder if Canada thought that. We have hockey and our national holiday. Those are our two yeah. two uh, things we can we can win at. Hobo Nick. Hobo Nick. You guys ready for some uh, couple trivia questions? Um, bring it. Okay, I've been I've been crunching numbers. I'm in a really competitive fantasy league right now, and I've been crunching numbers like crazy. And I came up with a couple good questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. So number one is out of these riders, who has the most 450 outdoor races under their belt? Okay. Reed, Alessi, Stewart, Short, or Metcalf? Short. Mm, 450 races? Yeah. Reed. What do we got? All right. So, Short with 80. Huh? Good job, JT. Yep. Okay. Uh, who's who's next? One other one other question. Who has the best average unfortunately this isn't a sport of averages, but I'm a right. big guy I'm a baseball guy, so I like averages. But right. uh, who has the best average outdoor career finish for a four fifty race? Um for guys that have raced thirty five or more races. Okay. Oh just Villapoto. oh that that are currently still racing. Oh, oh. so, so Villapoto's out? Dungey. Uh, no, Villapoto can be, but he, he's not the answer. Oh, Dungey. Dunge, yeah. i go Dunge. Big surprise here, Metcalf. How does Metcalf have a better average finish than Ryan Dungey? There's no way that's accurate. No, Dungey doesn't have over 35 races. Sure he does. He's won, like, over 30. Yeah. Oh, right, wait. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Dunge has Dungey. Th- Dunge's 37 no, I'm wins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. He, no, no, he just wasn't an option. I, I forgot oh. to list. <laughs> it was supposed to be out of Stewart, Lefty, Short, Metcalf, or Reed. Uh. Excluding Bill Photo. Oh, going and, off uh, your list. Okay, it was Metcalf? So, yeah, Metcalf has a better career average finish than Reed, Met- Short, Lefty, and Stewart. Metcalf has 35 450 races under his belt? Metcalf has 36. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. All right, old boy, Nick. Well, anyway, it's just uh, no interesting stuff. Wanted to wanted to show off how Metcalf a little underrated and short too. Short yeah. Short has better average career finishes than Reed and Stewart. Honestly, they're like the same guy, short and Metcalf. Metcalf's a little younger version of Andrew Short. I think Andrew Short's supercross credentials far surpass anything Metcalf's done. Well, he only had supercross supercross one year yeah. and Metcalf was seventh or whatever. Yeah, but Shorty's yeah. got multiple podiums, lots yeah. of podiums. True that top three in the series like three times. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Shorty actually, out of every 10 races, he has uh, almost three podiums. That's why people don't talk about Andrew Short enough, in my eyes. They don't talk about him enough. Look Underrated. at this weekend. Fifth he's overall. a baseball player, he'd be a, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's See? a Hall of Famer to me. He's Tony Gwynn. Yeah. He's Tony Gwynn of motocross. No one, he's, yeah. no one talks about him. He's just out there hitting 300. Tony Gwynn of motocross. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people talked about Tony Gwynn. No one talked about Tony Gwynn. Uh... Okay, he's Edgar Martinez of motocross. How's that? Yeah, we 
I wish there was a way to emphasize averages more in the sport, but you know, it, it sort of uh, w- goes to the guys that are yeah. Have, have I wish. Flash. Well, you know what? The averages don't count. Or averages don't really uh, usually get big paychecks. Yeah, here's the thing, uh, Hobo Nick, and we've talked about this a ton. Um, Josh Grant won Glen Helen Moto, and probably has an average finish of about five spots worse than Shorty. He's probably made more money than Andrew Short in his career. You know? I don't think so. No? I don't know. I, Shorty yeah. Shorty was doing really well when he was a Honda. Yeah, but so, so was Grant when he was. I'll, I'll take that bet. Any, average any day of the finish week. is actually, uh, will give you 9.14. 9.14? So ninth place pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Hobo, thanks, man. we got to run. Cool. Bye-bye. I would give you, you like, odds on that. Well, we'll have to ask their accountants. Uh, Austin, <laughs> what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? How, How are, are you? Doing? What's going on? What's, what do you I'm want to talk about? Good. You want to talk about Kyle Chisholm? Yeah, I just had a question. Um, with his ride up in Canada, is when he comes to ride the Nationals, does he get any support from that team? Like, anything? I think his practice bike is theirs, or maybe it's his. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, he not really. He, was, he wasn't even wearing – he's wearing fly racewear at Muddy Creek, and so he doesn't have even Atlas, alias stuff to, uh, to wear. I thought that was pretty surprising. Um, yeah, you'd think they would like help him out a little bit, just trying to get there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. What'd you say, JT? Seems like an easy choice. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm surprised that he's got his graphics. He's got his Canadian graphics on the bike, but right. I think that's more just because he doesn't have any other graphics to run. So I don't think that. Yeah, I think Austin he is as full privateer as you want to get uh, yeah. at these at these U.S. races. So. All right. All right, man. All thank right. you. All right. Bye. Uh, let's go to Josh. Josh, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you for listening to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's up? Hey, yeah, I heard you mention on Pulp MX that Ryan Dungey and Rob Beams aren't working together anymore. I was just wondering if you knew anything about that. No, Dungey and I haven't talked lately about it. Honestly, um, Josh, the, the riders split up with trainers all the time. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um... JT, any any light on why they broke up? Uh, just guessing. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, obviously from the footage we saw on TV and stuff like that, like Rob was obviously pushing him to be more aggressive and, and fight, you know. So I'm sure whatever, they didn't accomplish their goal, and Ryan was just like, yeah, just, you know, he probably maybe wants to do it his way. You know, that that's what I would assume, just because that's what typically happens in these situations. Yeah, yeah, who, who knows? So. Right, I haven't heard anything negative out of either of their mouths, nor or you know, public nor private. So that just typically what happens is uh, it just didn't work out. You know, we'll go our separate yeah. ways and try something else. Yeah, I think people look. At, I think people look for conspiracy theories or look to some magic bullet. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, I'm going to move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever. Like it's not no big deal. So, but okay. uh, yeah, uh, Dunja's never really had a trainer for a very long time or anybody he's worked with for a long time. But uh, obviously, whatever he's doing is working. So. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't think that it's particularly working, I mean, it's not like it's free. You know, he's yeah, yeah. he's paying a premium for the service. So Absolutely. if you don't think it's working, then why would you continue to pay? I'm going to break news right now that Dungey and I are in talks for me to be his trainer. We hasn't we haven't sealed the deal yet, but I'm just I'm going to break the news right here on the Fly Racing Motor 60 show. Strong move. Uh, Everyone could use a little more lithical in their life. Absolutely, put them on a lithical program that'll, that'll probably wear them down. Uh, Brittany, what's up, man? Girl. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Um, I just wanted to see if I could win the uh, fan tag. It's my first time calling in. It's up to tits. It's totally up to tits. 
What's that? It's totally up to Tits, our producer. Tits? I can't hear you guys. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. It's totally up to our producer. Oh, okay. Um, Tits? I had a question, too. Did you guys pick uh, Weege's word for the weekend yet? We did. We did. We did it I on we, it. we did it on Monday. Uh, it is um, oh crap. What is the word of the day? I need to tweet that out. You already forgot it. Yeah. What was it, JT? Do you remember? Um, it was two words or something? Was it accoutrement? Yeah. Cracked pepper. Cracked pepper. Cracked. <laughs> crushed pepper. Crushed pepper. Crushed pepper. Yeah, yeah. Crushed okay. pepper. Yeah. He that's didn't. It. He didn't pull out the one last weekend, did he? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he oh, got it in late. The last it. moto of the day, he got it in. Uh, he's uh, definitely uh, flaunting his uh, his ability to drop that tits. Does Brittany get the uh, fly spectator kit or what? My heart says no, but my brain no. says yes. So uh, is that R. Kelly? <laughs> I don't know. It's really <laughs> creepy. Uh, Brittany, okay, he says yes, you get it. Yeah, so hold ahead. on the line. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Evan. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, what's happening? Um, I just had a question about the testing. Not about Stuart, really. But oh, here we go. What positions get tested? Is it both motos or is it just overall? Is there random picks, or is it just top three? It's supposed to be and random. And they do it in the Supercross, too. Supposed, in Supercross, it's the top three um, that get Every tested. Week. But I don't know if it's, you know, if, if it's supposed to, it can be random, and they just do the top three, but I know they just do the top three. I do know that in Supercross. Outdoors, again, I've heard it's random, but as far as I know, they did blood testing from the KTM guys, uh, including Muscan, on Friday before Lakewood, and they did urine testing on the top three in each class, after the race at Lakewood. So. so All right. There you um, go. Can I, can I ask about motocross donations too quick? Sure. Go ahead. JT says uh, um, that we're well, going no matter what. I watched what. the GPs on, on TV last year and this year. And, and uh, that Latvia track last year looked a lot like um, Southwick and even a little bit like Millville too. Um, pretty sandy. But do you think they'll try to make it as deep or whatever they did to Lomel, Lomel to make it, you know, that deep? Just to, I mean, I think they will just to give themselves another, you know, best advantage they can. But I, I you um, know what, I, I, uh, I was talking to make Lomo so deep. All they did was open the gate. Yeah, Lomo was just that true. Deep. Yeah, it was just sand. I watched. Uh, I could have swore I watched the Latvian GP and thought it was harder packed with some supercross jumps. Yep. And Kenny Roxon like has a harder base. Kenny Roxon told me I was crazy. So I'm now dispute. I'm now thinking that I did not watch Latvia. I did not watch the proper GP. Um, but. Uh, They'll do whatever it takes. I mean, you know, but then again, Evan, maybe USA won't even be there. Well, I mean, it doesn't look bottomless like Lomo no, was. No, but, um, no. It looks a little bit like Millville, how there is a base. Well, you know, and, Millville's good for yeah. our guys or your guys. Yeah, yeah it, it was, I was thinking it's similar to Millville as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, should be interesting, All right. Evan. Thanks, guys. All right, see ya. Fly Racing Moto 60 show, presented by NFAB. Brittany won the uh, Factory Spectator kit, courtesy of Tits Racing. So, very excited with 2015 gear. Flyracing.com. Check it out. Um, so, JT, we don't have a whole lot of time. We have a lot of callers today. But um, Red Bud this weekend. So, Josh Grant went 3-5 last year. There's no reason not to think he's definitely going to be in the top five this weekend. I mean, I think he'll be – obviously, crashes could happen, but uh, he's looking good for a top five at least. Yeah, this is uh, one of his best tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say second best behind Glen Helen. So, yeah, I, I expect good things from him, especially one moto. One out of two, he'll be 
uh, I would say, in the fight for a little bit yeah. and then finish, you know, third or fourth. See Tomac stepping it up at all? You see another 3-3 day from Eli? Or? I think Tomac will be good. Um, you know, I think that the temperature is only supposed to be 79 as mm-hmm. the high, so that's going to help some guys. I think, uh, you know, it, it may help everyone stay together a little bit, uh, the whole moto. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think Tomac is, is here to stay. I think he'll be at the front all summer. And you're looking for Reed to do better, one of his best tracks, one of his better tracks? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not one of his best tracks for sure, but I think it's it's better than what we've seen for him. Um, I think Budge Creek and Millville are two of his best ones. So I look for improvement and then just continued improvement because I think Millville may be his best one, and that's the, the last of the next three. So um, it's really he needs to get – up front on the start and stay out of trouble and uh, just learn those guys' pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really difficult to to finish there if you can't kind of see what they're doing and, and learn the pace of what, you know, the lines and all that stuff. It's just a comfort level that, you know, even Tomac, we saw he couldn't hold it for very long. So mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a building process, really. Is there any way that Stu can win this weekend? I mean, do you, do you, do sure. you think, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, he could come out and yeah, do another I mean, high point. Redbud is, I think Redbud's very good for him. You know, we saw him battling with Phil Poto last year. There, uh, he was giving RV all he wanted for quite a while. So, uh, I would definitely uh, anticipate Stu to be highly motivated. I think he was highly motivated last weekend. It just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you put him at the front this weekend. Him him going out and winning the overall wouldn't would not shock shock me in any way. It would shock me. I think he's got a lot would, going really? on. I think he's got a lot going on. You know? I think it Yeah, but I Okay. I think that he's I think it was tougher last weekend than it was this weekend. Mm-hmm. Than it will be. KTM guys obviously gotta be the they'll be up there. Uh yeah, of course. Yeah, that right. that goes without yeah. saying. Um last year at this race in a two fifty class, uh Roxon and Tomac split wins and Baggett goes eight ten. Webb goes six nine and J Mark goes four three. I think Jeremy Martin this weekend is gonna is gonna make a statement. I think he's gonna say, "Okay, all right, bitches, this is enough. I'm the points leader. I've won the first two races. Watch me." I think he. I think and look at his results last year. Of course, it's a year later. Lots of things can change. But Baggett eight ten, Webb six nine, J Mark Millville. I agree. Millville. I think, I think Jeremy's in there. Yeah, I think Redbud Millville. It's kind of similar. You can draw a parallel to these two tracks. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I think I he's got to get starts. Has to get starts. Yep. How has the Porcel comeback been through five races? I think it's been good. Yeah, not um, great. I but, think he's but he's good. still building. You know, mm-hmm. it hasn't been overwhelmingly incredible or anything. You know, but mm-hmm. I think it's been good. He's been at the front. He led for he's led motos uh, quite a bit. Um, I think it's been successful. Yeah. He's he's a good starter. He's gotten the starts. J Mark should use could use his starts for sure. Well, it's not even just the starts. I mean, he led for yeah. you know, fifteen minutes last weekend. But I think he puts himself in a good position with his starts, and then he's like, okay, I can do this, you know. And then I think by the end, I think his aggressiveness and his fitness kind of cost him some spot for these kids, quote unquote, kids are all over him. But uh, it's been okay. It's been decent. I mean, he's been in the top five. Other than the first weekend or two, he's been in the top five pretty consistently. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's solid. Right. Dean Wilson this weekend better than Muddy Creek, you think? Yeah, I would say so. Uh better than uh, 14 7. seven? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I definitely expect that. Yeah. He can really throw a, a monkey wrench into this title fight if he starts winning races. I mean, he's out of it, but you know what I mean? 
He can really jack. Um, he can really. I don't know. I don't know that that's true because I think that everyone's so close in points now that it's not going to matter as far as oh no one can afford to get to let Dean get in there. You know, oh. I don't. I don't really see that with seven races to go. Oh, Martin um, wins and he gets second and Bega gets third. That's five points instead of three. Yeah, but it can go. It can go every direction. Right. It can go both ways. I, I just don't. I don't think with you know fourteen motos to go, you can look at it and say oh Dean can really screw up the points for people. I. I I don't know if I'd go along with that. Well, I'm just saying he can get in between them. He can get in between yeah, guys. Yeah, so and everybody, big, though. I mean, big gap. Cooper and, and yeah. I mean, even Seeley and Jason Anderson. And, I mean, there's tons of guys that, that I think could do the same thing that Dean can do. I wrote at the beginning of the year that I thought Jason Anderson would win a national this year. Do you, do you agree? How's that working out for you? Well, the wheels are wobbly right now, but do you agree? I'd say you're missing some lug nuts. Okay. All right. Uh, Fred, fast Freddie Norn gets the factory Honda. He has averaged in the motos he's finished a 14th. We had Chase Stallo on earlier who said he is now going to be in the 9 to 12 range. Agree or disagree? 12, I mean, 12 I see all day. I think he's already gotten 12th in a moto. Yeah, yeah. No, he's averaged so No 14th. problem there. Right. I don't think that's, I don't think Chase is really, uh, reinventing the wheel with that prediction. But, uh, nine may be stretching a bit, but it's certainly possible. Yeah, but he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna this, have to be improved to get a ninth. What if he gets the, what if he gets the Honda ride and he kind of does the same? That's bad, right? Certainly possible, but it's possible, but it's bad. Mm. Are you saying the whole season like he's still where like at Washougal in Utah and he's really not doing any better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not a it's not great for sure because then no one's gonna be like well. He just needs, you know, right. no one's going to be like, oh, we can help him and he's going to be better. Well, but he's already proven, where, you know. Where I was going with this was we always get the the fans and the message board people saying, this guy on a factory bike would kick the shit out of insert a factory rider's name here. We oh, always hear that. they're just wrong. No, I know. Yeah, but I hear that all the time, but they're just wrong. Yes, yes, but we're going to see, you know, maybe the factory Honda – Maybe he just kind of does what he does. Maybe he's just the best guys you know? get the best bikes and the best teams for a reason. I'm very much a believer of that. Right. So except, except for yourself, uh, the you, reason the reason that 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 guy that you're saying just needs a chance doesn't have a chance is because most people don't believe that he would beat the guys that have that spot. Right. That's right. That's why they have that spot. But so, there is a strange harsh, but there is a strange mentality in our, in our sport where the little man is always held down. According to fans, yeah, just, according to fans, I don't know. I've lived, I've lived that life. I've lived through that situation, and I've, I just, I feel like I, I know better than to believe that. You may or may not have ridden some factory bikes in your time. Yeah, I, I certainly have, obviously, and I, I know that, you know, Tim Ferry was better than me on. Didn't damn matter straight, what you're damn straight. He was. Sorry, but, but you understand my point yes, is, yes, of course, he had that opportunity and he had that bike because he's better. It's not a yeah. there's not a big conspiracy or a big uh, oh it's what's not help anybody out. I mean, no, if but you prove yourself if you prove yourself just like Weston Pike has, you're going to get a chance. You are it's just how it works. So why do you think there's that weird part of our world where fans think these privateers are getting screwed over by the big evil factories? I don't know. I know Ryan Clark used to always say that if I had that bike, I'd do this, and I'd be like, uh, "No, you wouldn't." You know, I just, I just right. never bought into that, and I really don't know where that comes from or <laughs> it's follow weird. the logic on it. Yes, it's very uh, strange. I don't know. But hey, uh, we ran out of time. I know you're super bummed. 
Uh, yeah. Flyracing.com. Tomorrow. Do we have a time? Is this first thing in the morning? When does this drop? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically uh, images. Will, you know, our website will be live when people wake up in the morning. So, Tits, you hear that? Check it out. You hear that, Tits? I'm setting my alarm for 12.01, and I'm going <laughs> to... Forget waiting until I wake up. You are going to send a very angry email if it is not up at 12.01. (laughs) I'll send you a text when it goes live because I'll know when it goes. Um, But, uh, yeah, folks, check it out. 2015 stuff at flyracing.com. Of course, Fly Racing. Uh, They make make much more than the uh, gear, though, folks. So check out flyracing.com for uh, bars and levers and grips and all the hard parts that Fly Racing makes. Uh, Fantastic company up there in Boise. And, of course, NFAB. JGR, Toyota, and Fab with uh, Grant and Brayton this weekend uh, in the house for those guys, n-fab.com. As always, JT, thank you, and uh, I will see you tomorrow. Thanks, bud. Yes, sir. See you guys. All right, and that has been it, everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Presented by NFAB, another wrap. Thanks to Brittany for calling in. She gets the Fly Racing Factory Spectator Kit. Thank you guys for listening. Lots of phone calls. Always fun to chat, Moto. We'll be back next Thursday, noon Pacific, right here at pulpamex.com. Talk moto. Talk lots of moto. Maybe something will happen next week, something exciting. We'll see. Good luck to Freddie Norn. Thanks, everybody. 